this week's edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. you need him just every hour every minute hallelujah yes hallelujah we need you lord we need you lord amen i'm I'm so thankful that he's he's god that when when uh, we need him he hears us he answers thank you lord he responds to our cries and the prayers of his people hallelujah Thank you, Lord, that he answers. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful that he's not like you and I. He doesn't push ignore when we call. Amen. Decline. Amen. But he answers. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Some people won't respond to your text or answer your call, but God's not like that. But he always answers. Amen. I think we said that maybe Tuesday night we... We, we said that, hallelujah, how he, he always answers when we call, amen. He's, he's the good God. He's worthy of our praise and our glory today. Hallelujah, our praise and our glory. He, he's worthy of our, of our worship and our, and our praise, amen. That's why the, even the Word of God says that we shout unto God with a voice of triumph, shout unto God with a voice of praise, that, that even if you don't feel it right now, that you already possess the victory, even if it doesn't look like it right now, you've already won. Hallelujah. Amen. Even if it doesn't feel like it right now, that you are already healed. Amen. Even if it doesn't look like it right now, that you are already blessed. Hallelujah. So we shout unto God with a voice of triumph and, and with a voice of praise that, that I'll give him praise anyhow. I, I'll give him praise despite how I might feel. I'll give him praise despite what you might be in lack of. We'll, we'll honor him and give him glory and honor and praise. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. God's so good. Yes, he's so good. Amen. Uh, we had a good time Tuesday night. My, my, my. Hallelujah. My good Lord, we even pulled out the hymn books Tuesday night. We won't, we won't give it all away, but I'm just going to tell you it was good and the word of God was good. Hallelujah. On seeking the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Ah, my, my, my. Great, great discussion, great learning. I, I'm not trying to, I'm just telling you, it's good. It's so good. Hallelujah. Power of God was real in this place. We, 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 I don't know, I was in a mood this week and was reached back and pulled out some old. We sang that song, The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power. I thought the roof was going to pop off this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's been so good. We're grateful to be able to be in his presence today. I know we're running behind today. It's all right. Relax. Hallelujah. You'll get out in time to beat the assemblies of God or somebody else to Eden Park, I promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm just seeking the Lord. 
what would you have us to do today? I, I have a word planned. We'll see. Hallelujah. Drop the rock. Mm. Hallelujah. Drop the rock. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, have your way, Lord. Mm. Yes. Marvelous God. Yes, he is. Amazing God. Amazing God. He said the word earlier, he says, I see you. He says, I see you. Hallelujah. Even when others don't see you, God sees you. Amen. If you've ever been overlooked by your spouse, God says, I see you. If man has ever overlooked you and ostracized you and ignored you, God says, I see you. Amen. Aren't you glad? Anybody who's ever just been abandoned or ignored or or made, people made you feel like you didn't fit in, you weren't good enough. Come on, anybody ever made you feel like a misfit? God just says, I see you. I see you. Aren't you glad he sees you? Amen. When holier-than-thou church people don't see you, God says, I see you. Amen. When the people you worship with don't even look your way. Oh, come on. I know none of us have ever been in any of those churches. When they, when they don't see you, God says, I see you. Amen. When, when other people don't recognize, recognize your anointing or your gifting, God says, I see you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for seeing me. Thank you, Lord, for, for seeing me when others ignored me. Thank you, Lord, for, for seeing me, Lord, when, when I was in, in, in tears, Lord. Thank you for seeing me, Lord, when, when I was lonely. Amen. Can't you just thank God for seeing you when you, were, when you were all alone and desperate and broken? Amen. Can't you just thank God for seeing you in the moments of your life? You just needed somebody to acknowledge you. Hallelujah. When no flesh and blood ever acknowledged your pain and your wounds, God says, I see you. I, I acknowledge it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I see you. Whew. Glory to God. I see you. I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. More than enough, God. Great God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. That's right, hallelujah. I, I'm sorry, I'm pausing because I just feel like God ain't done yet, Clifford. I don't know. Hallelujah. And I don't want to get in his way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're just going to praise you, Lord, for a moment. We honor you, Lord. We bless you. Can you just take a moment, just thank him, thank him that he saw you, thank him that he heard you. Amen. Thank, can't you just thank God that, that when, when, when nothing else could reach you, he reached you. Amen. I, 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 thank, I thank God that we serve a God that he stoops down. 
Amen. That was going to be part of the word today, how he stoops down. Amen. That, that, that when you couldn't get to God, he came to you. Hallelujah. That, that he stooped down. Amen. When they, when they brought the woman who, who was caught in adultery, he stooped down and wrote in the scene. He stooped down to get to her. Amen. Because when she couldn't get to him, he came to her. Amen. Aren't you thankful that he came for you? He, he came down. You just need to acknowledge that today, that that's what today is all about. He says, I, I came for you. Amen. Amen, that he loves you and I enough that he'll come in the room for you. Hallelujah. He's in the room. He's in the room. That's a throwback to a message. He's in the room. Hallelujah. In the room. Tell, tell your neighbor or just shout out loud, say, he's in the room. He's in the room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm grateful that you and I aren't worshiping some statue Amen. Aren't you glad we ain't worshiping some dead thing, some dead statue? Amen. We don't have to bow our knee to Mary or any other thing or, or that sits in the front of this church, but that we serve a God that comes in the room. When you and I begin to worship, when you and I begin to acknowledge him, when you and I begin to lift up the great name of Jesus, he comes in the room to sit upon your praise. I, I, I'm grateful that we serve a God that's active. We serve a God that's moving. Hallelujah. We serve a God that is alive and well. Amen. Amen. Alive and well. Can you, can you just put your, uh, wrap your head around that, that he's alive and well. He's moving and he's hovering. Hallelujah. He's hovering. Even back in Genesis, we see when the spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. Amen. And he'll move into even this place that he'll inhabit your praises. He'll inhabit when you begin to open your mouth and just give him thanks and honor and blessing. We serve a God that moves. Oh, hallelujah. When the mountain won't move, God says, I'll move. Hallelujah. When sickness won't move, God will move. Amen. When, 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 when debt won't move, God will move. Hallelujah. I hope somebody's hearing what I'm saying, that I serve a God. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're serving today, but I serve a God that moves and that he hovers and that he, he the, 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 the very spirit of God comes into a place and comes into a circumstance and it will move and it, it will move problems. It will move mountains. Amen. That's why the word of God says that you and I can have the faith of, as of a mustard seed to speak to this mountain and it will move from here to there it's in the spirit of God that that moves the mountain amen because we serve a God that moves hallelujah I, I, we don't serve a God that is dead we don't serve a God that, that that is just a statue or an idol but that we serve a God that has power we serve a God that is alive and well we serve a God that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you and I can ever think or ask amen according to the power that works in us are, are you hearing me? He'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you and I can ever think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. Somebody say, I have power. Mm. See, that's the, that's the part of the verse we ignore. Ephesians 3.20, he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you and I can ever think or ask, but the contingency is according to the power that works in you. That's why you got to know you have power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got power. Power. Because of him. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Making sure you're still with me because he's moving. He's moving. 
I wonder if you, if, if you could just uh, see within the eyes of the Spirit, he's, he's moving throughout each and every aisle. He, he might be brushing past you. He, he, he might be sitting right beside of you that the Spirit of the living God says, I'll, I'll move, I'll hover in a place. And, and when the Spirit of God comes into a place, he comes to accomplish a purpose. When, when he moved on the face of the waters, amen, you have to know he came for purpose, hallelujah. And, and, and Acts, when, when, the, when the Spirit of the living God, when the, when the Holy Spirit began to, to, to move as of a rushing mighty wind, he came with purpose. you got to know God has purpose when he moves. Oh, hallelujah, come on. I said he has purpose when he moves. He has purpose when he moves. So accomplish your purpose, Lord, in this place. Accomplish your purpose in me today, O oh God. Hallelujah. Accomplish your purpose. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to speak, whatever you want to heal, Lord, whatever you want to deliver, hallelujah. Accomplish your purpose. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's moving. He's moving. Yeah. He's moving. So because he's moving, we need to move. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we, we don't move with God. And, and God can't move. He don't want to move without us. He wants you and I to move alongside of and with him. Hallelujah. That's why he said in the word, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. So that you and I can move with him, not without him. Hallelujah, so that he, he can accomplish everything that he desires. That's why Ephesians 3.20 is so important that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you and I can ever think, ask, or imagine according to the power that works in us. He's able to do it, but he says, I need you to move with me. He's able to do it, but he says, I need you to move. Move when I move. Step when I step. Amen. Hallelujah. Go where I go. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, help us to move. Hallelujah. Sometimes we're just too still. Just too still. My God, I don't know about anybody else, but when I'm too still, I get stiff. Amen. All the problems in my back. If I'm just too stiff, too, too still long enough, I'll get stiff. I, I believe the problem with the church is we become so stiff-necked we haven't moved enough. Oh, hallelujah. We, we just haven't moved with him. Instead, we, we always want God to come to where we are instead of saying, God, I'll move with you. I'll move with you. Will you move with God? Amen. Will you be his hands and will you be his feet? Hallelujah. I, I'm willing to be your hands and your feet, oh God. So, so move with me, Jesus. Hallelujah. That, that's why when we were singing, I need you earlier, every hour I need you. I need you to come move with me, Lord. I, I need your strength to help move me. Amen. I, I, bet, I think the reason why we, we were singing old songs Tuesday night, I mean, we really reached back Tuesday night, is because God is trying to move with the church, and we the church have been trying to move without God, without his presence. We're, we're trying to do something and, 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 and have an encounter with God, but having an encounter without him. And you cannot have an encounter with God without his presence. 
Hallelujah. So we need him to move with us. Amen. But God needs you and I to move. I, I, I want you to hear what the Lord is saying today. Move with us today. God, move the church. Hallelujah. I started praying this week. God, either move or move me. Amen. God, either move or move me out the way. Lord, either move or move me somewhere else. Hallelujah. Move me to the beach. Hallelujah. Move me to Hawaii. God, wherever it is that you see fit, Lord, you're either going to move or move me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you think I'm joking. I'm telling you, God, either move or move me. Mm, hallelujah. Move or move me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Hallelujah. I, got, I believe God wants to bring you and I back to the true gospel. The true gospel. Not seven ways to get blessed. Not messages that will put a band-aid on a broken arm, but God wants to bring you and I back to the gospel. The gospel message. I, I, I don't have long, but if you indulge me, turn, turn your Bibles, John chapter 8. I'm not even going to finish this. I'm going to introduce it to you, tease you a little bit. Hallelujah. Somebody say, drop the rock. Drop the rock. Mm. This is a message that I'm just going to tell you from the start. It's different than what I usually preach. I mean, you know, a lot of times you'll come to church and I'll preach a message that always demonstrates to you, to show you God in your life, to show you and demonstrate to you and to allow you to leave encouraged. And it's a rare thing that I would preach, probably message how this one may end up coming out. But I believe it is, it is time for you and I to be rooted and grounded in gospel message. High time. So I want to look at this. John chapter 8, but let's just look at verse 3. Because if you and I aren't careful... We'll be a people that are running with the crowd, behaving like the crowd. Ah, uh, not looking and appearing any different than the world. I'm just going to tell you, the reason most people won't receive you and I and don't want anything to do with church is because we're just we're just ugly. We are ugly, and I'm talking talking about your looks. I'm talking about we're ugly on the inside out, which makes you look ugly. 
Rotten, stinking, nasty attitudes. Hallelujah. Watch this. John chapter 8, verse 3. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. And when they, somebody say they, had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Just like church people. Get right up in your business. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. Look at this. But Jesus stooped down. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger. And though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he was without sin among you. Let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those, say those, who heard it, being convicted by, watch this, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last, beginning with Lois, the oldest, even to the last, the youngest, me. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Verse 12, then Jesus spoke to them Again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Let me just stop right there. I had you say they and them as we read the text. Because have you ever noticed, just like it says in the text, they and them, There's always a group of people, either they or them. Mm -hmm. They or them. There's always groups of people that, that, that can come after you and I, that can sometimes attack you. Sometimes it's at work. Sometimes it's in family. Yeah, even sometimes I've seen it happen in church, and it's they or them. They'll just come for you. They'll just come for you. Hallelujah. It's often funny to me as I read this text. Have you ever noticed that sometimes we can be uh, a quick people to judge others and then vindicate ourselves? Come on, am I the only one that's ever been guilty uh, of that? Judging others and then vindicating ourselves. I, I say that because the way that this text reads when it says they and them, it reminds me of sort of uh, 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 the, the mentality that we often see in the midst of the time we're living in right now. A mentality that's sort of a herd mentality. 
Mm-hmm. I'll try to explain it to you. A herd mentality. That, that when people start acting a certain way, uh, uh, oh, there's lots of examples, but we, we can see it that, that, that if, if people begin acting a certain way, we can see it on social media, we can see it on the news, that, that when people start acting a certain way, it'll sort of gain momentum, and then some people will just jump on not really knowing all the full story. That when news headlines break, some people will get up in our news feed online and start commenting about things and they don't even know the fullness. Hallelujah. Or, 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 or some breaking news, they, they don't even know the full story. They'll just sort of jump on the bandwagon. As we see political things happen, some people will just jump on to jump on. Amen. We sort of have like a herd mentality. That, that at a time that we live in where facts become sort of irrelevant. Truth is really a side object in the time we're living in. People aren't interested in truth. They're interested in making up their own facts all the time. Uh, social media is a cesspool of that in, in which we do the same thing and we sometimes even bring that into the house of God. We'll come up with our own facts of what we believe that God wants instead of truth. Hallelujah. Just bear with me a moment. Can you bear with me? Hallelujah. So sometimes we'll get in, 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 in fights with people. We'll get in arguments. Come on, especially election years like this. We'll argue with people. We'll fuss at them. We'll do it on social media. And suddenly, before you know it, the things that people are f- fighting about, it starts trending online. And it's, it's breaking news on the 6 o'clock news. And, and before you know it, we start operating like a mob. I was reading this this week, and I started realizing how it's not much of a different picture of this text than oftentimes how church people can react. Oh, why y'all getting quiet on me? I told you it was going to be a little different today. Well, I was somewhere the other day, and the reason God called me there was because they had one intention, and I knew going there that God had another intention, and it was because they were acting like a mob. I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. Acting like a mob against people that God says he loves. And so what it was is they, they, they became one of they and them. Sharing their own opinions. Trying to punish people based on their own opinions. Hallelujah. But we've got to come back to the gospel. Let's go back to the word. Hallelujah. Everything about our society is sort of a they and them society. Our news is structured to, to they and them. I've been talking about that a lot over the last few weeks and, and how it is used to manipulate you and I. You and I got to be wiser than that in the body of Christ. Don't get sucked into a they and them group. Don't get sucked into a mob mentality group. I'm, I, I want you to hear me. Don't allow yourself to be manipulated in, into some of, the, uh, in some of the ways that we're being manipulated. They and them. The way our children get, get, get grouped into they and them. Uh, groups that even affect our children. They and them that, that are causing our children to be bullied to such degree that some of our children are killing themselves or trying to. Because of they and them. Uh, let me put it another way. It's sort of like we operate like a posse. And if one person gets mad, everybody gets mad. Anybody, anybody ever had an issue with one person and suddenly the group was now mad? 
Mm-hmm. Because you, you decided to, to follow God in some way, and, and because it didn't follow them, now suddenly they don't have nothing to do with you, and, and they're supposed to be super spiritual people. But the posse got together and, and decided you, you weren't one of them no more. Oh, hallelujah. I, I must have been the only one that's ever had bad experience with so-called Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Family that said they loved you, but now you got a revelation of God. Mm-hmm. And, and you started following after what God has called you to do. And now suddenly the posse has raised against you. See, all through history, especially even in our country, we've operated like a posse. We can look back over. Uh, 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 we've operated sort of like a herd. Look back in history. The Holocaust was a herd mentality. The way slavery became about was a herd mentality. Let's just run with the posse. Amen. Politics today does the same thing. They operate in such a manner to move the herd. Oh, God. If you could hear me, it will revolutionize you and open your eyes this year. I'm telling you. If you'll hear the word of the Lord. That we're not going to be deceived. Oh, hallelujah. The text says that this woman was caught in adultery. Now, immediately, Brother Clifford, I have an issue. The issue is, is the woman was caught in adultery, but you can't be caught in adultery by yourself. And the Bible is real quick to just mention that they brought the woman before Jesus, but where is the man, Sister Amy? Oh, you want me to tell you the same thing that's true today. Men will be men. And they left the man off. See, they're not too, they're not too with me. They don't, they don't like that. Amen. The truth of the matter is some of you know what it is that you can do the same thing as somebody else, but you get judged differently than somebody else. You can do the same thing that I do, but you might likely get judged differently. I know what it is. I can make a mistake, but everyone will always judge me in, in a greater way because I've got preacher in front of my name and, or doctor or some of those things. So people will always hold me to a higher standard. Watch this. But, but then they'll let somebody else off or vice versa. So my question immediately that I have a problem with is where's the man? Where he at? Hallelujah. Where he at? And then my other question is, it says they caught her in the act. Yes, thank you, brother. The very act, meaning they were in the room. Can we just get real for a moment? These are moments where you don't want nobody to be up in the room. But here come these scribes and Pharisees saying, look what we caught. The woman in the very act. Hallelujah. In the very act. Now, how did this many people catch her in the act? See, I find the word of God funny. The way I read it, that's why you got to take your time reading it. It's hilarious. In fact, even parts of the Bible are X-rated. 
I mean, Song of Solomon is one of those, you, you, those of you that are too conservative, you might not like what you're reading because it is like, woo! Hallelujah. This is, this is what I'm seeing. Now, they, they caught her in the very act. How, many, how did many, this many people get in the room? How did they catch her? They all were in the room? They, they all caught her in the act? I mean, come on. And so by the time they bring her to Jesus, a mob of people have, assemb- have assembled. And the mob of people, what's even, uh, what's even more interesting is this mob of people has interrupted the service that Jesus is, is, is having. They interrupt his church service. They break into the middle of it and they say, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. What you going to do about it, Jesus? And so most people, while they're focusing on the woman, it has made me to question about that man. Where is he? Where's, where's the man? See, if we're going to be just, uh-huh, if we're going to execute justice, then where is the man? Hallelujah. See, we're guilty of this even in the church where oftentimes we'll hold a woman to a different standard than we do a a man. I know. I've seen it. I I just saw it this week. We'll hold uh, uh, one sex different than the other sex and because there was only two. Just going to say, for anybody that's still confused, there are two. The they and them that I was talking about earlier, I'm not talking about your pronouns. I'm talking about your posse. Just going to set that right up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I won't linger because I know. But we'll hold people to different standards. The woman is held to another standard. It, it's difficult for you and I when we're held to a different standard than, than someone else. And that's what scares me about you and I as people. That scares me about people because I'd rather fall into the hands of God because at least God has mercy than I would fall into the hands of people. Oh, hallelujah. It's not even safe. Our justice system in this country is so screwed up. I don't even want to have to fall into the hands of of a jury of my peers. I just want you to know because I don't trust people. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Because people can change their opinion like that. Some of y'all, you, you'll love me today and hate me tomorrow. Oh, yeah. There'll be there's some of the trolls online. They'll watch us and they'll love me last Sunday, but today they're going to eat me alive for this message. Hallelujah. Because we're quick to change our, our opinions. And so whoever caught her in the act all of a sudden, notice a herd is building. And so anybody in here that's ever been attacked by a group of people more than once at a time, you know what it is when you have several people come against you. Several people that will start talking about you, attacking you, running you through the mud, and they don't even have all the facts. 
Amen. Hallelujah. I, I've, I've told you, we've, we've had examples of that. People have talked about us, run us through the mud. People have, have made accusations about it. They, they've never attended a service here ever. And then they'll make accusations about who we are and what we believe and all these things. Instead of coming and asking and confronting the brother, that they'll just run you not through the mud. Hallelujah. But that's just sometimes how people are with ever out knowing the facts. And so the herd, if I can continue, the herd made a really big mistake. The herd or the group of people made a really big mistake by bringing her to Jesus. Because if they wanted to be successful, they should have just stoned her where they found her. They should have just stoned her right where they found her. But, but no, 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 no. They, they made a catastrophic mistake by bringing her to Jesus. Their goal was to try to trip Jesus up. They're, they're, they, they had a goal. They, the, the Bible says that the text says that they were trying to trick Jesus into answering, knowing that, that it, whatever way he answered, by the way we, we, he really likely would have answered, it would have been wrong. He either was going to say that Moses was a liar. And so they were trying to trip him up. Hallelujah. So the scribes and the Pharisees got together. The they and the them, and they brought her to Jesus. Somebody say, bring me to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. See, don't just bring me to church. Bring me to Jesus. I want to say that again. Don't just bring me to church. Bring me to Jesus. Oh, see, there's something we've gotten all wrong. We bring people to church, but we haven't brought them to Jesus. Can, can I tell you that you coming to church is, does not mean you are right with Jesus? Breaking news. This is a Fresh Fire Church news alert. Coming to church does not mean you've met Jesus. Coming to church does not mean you've met Jesus. No, 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 no. Because meeting Jesus would mean changed behavior. Oh, hallelujah. Changed behavior. I'm no longer the same. I'm not ugly like I used to be. I don't talk like I used to be. I, I don't have an attitude like an unfleshed turlet like I used to. Amen. I don't do the things I used to do. I come to church, yes, but I've met Jesus. There's a difference. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I said it was going to be a little different. Somebody say, he's coming for you. Mm -hmm. You just serve notice. I'm coming for him. Hallelujah. God's coming for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, don't bring me to church. Bring me to Jesus. Say, don't bring me to church. Bring me to Jesus. I'm concerned because I believe a lot of people don't know the difference between church and and Jesus. I'm telling you, I, I believe a lot of people do not know the difference between church and Jesus. We sing, Jesus set me free. Well, we haven't sung that in a while, but, but we sing songs like that. He set me free. Yes, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound. No, you not. What happened? It got quiet. 
I know, I know it's been a while, Cynthia, since we've been here like this kind of message, but just hang on, y'all. Do you know, we are the greatest group of liars I've ever met. Church people lie. Oh, hallelujah. And so we'll sing, uh, he set me free, he set me free, he broke the bonds of prison for me. No, you came to church. Jesus can only break bonds when you come to him. So you coming to church, is, it, 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 it does not mean, it cannot be interpreted that you've met Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I, I want to take it a little further that some of us, I know, haven't met Jesus because you don't look like him, act like him, walk like him, or talk like him. And so the reason so many people are kind of mm, about church and so many people watch from the outside looking in, it's because we don't look like him, walk like him, act like him, or talk like him. We've come to church, but we've not come to Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. So we have this idea and we have this thought that we think that conversion is coming to church. No, we came to church, but we never came to Jesus. I said, we've come to church, but we've not come to... See, this isn't just a message for you. This is a message that as it hits the airwaves, glory to God. Everybody who starts, I guarantee you, the ratings have already plummeted online. This will be one of the least watched TV shows of the week. We're always good up in the ratings. Not this week, y'all. Not this week. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Because we're in a time where people don't want truth. We're in a time people don't want truth. We'll be drawn to what makes me feel good about me. But not to something that will hold me accountable for my actions and my behavior. And so we like coming to church. We like to come to church, a place that makes me just sort of feel good, but never confront me, never confront what I've done wrong, never confront my bad attitude, not confront my mouth, not confront my racism, not confront the things that I, that, that, that I, that, that I hold dear, that, are, that I know are wrong in the eyes of God, but I'll do it anyway. Ooh, Jesus. So these people... That came to Jesus, they never had a real experience with Jesus. This group of people, I'm gonna call them assassins. Assassins, because sometimes we're really good at just trying to assassinate people. Let's wipe them out. This group of people that haven't had an encounter with Jesus, that they, 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 we, we come in and we don't necessarily have a real experience with Jesus. Pastor friend posted something. He said, come have a worship experience. Get out of here. A worship experience. Yeah, because we want you to feel goosebumps of that, but we're not going to hold you accountable for your sin and your ugliness. Come sit in our dark room with all of our cute smoke and lights and, and, and the cute, cool LED, LCD and all those screens we got, right? But we're not concerned about your sin. 
We just want you to have an experience. I can go to see Brooks and Dunn and have an experience. My God, I can go to Madonna concert and have an experience. Somebody hearing what I'm telling you. Hmm. Not everyone's liking this too much today. Hallelujah. I've learned that not everybody in church that shouts is shouting because they're giving God praise. Sometimes we shout because everyone else is. Not everyone that claps their hands is clapping because they've had an experience. Some of us clap just because everyone else in your row is. Because we are in a society where we need to belong to something. Can, can I just tell you that the reason why this is going to be a roller coaster of a year politically is because everything that you and I have been taught to believe, the, the candidates that are running are preying on that you need to belong. So they say words that make you feel like you belong to something that's bigger than you, and they use you. They use you to get you to cast a vote for them, and they don't do anything that they promised that they did. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because we are people that we need to belong. That's the same reason why we'll come to church, clap our hands, and shout like our neighbor, but I've never had an experience with Jesus, but I need to feel like I belong. Oh, thank you, Lord. Paul said something. Paul said this. He said, they came out from us that it might be revealed that they were not of us. For had they been of us, they would have continued with us. In other words, some people leaving you is a favor. Yeah. I, I like to just break it down to put it how, how it would be. Worded. Some people leaving you is a favor. See, I used to cry every time people would leave. Now I just count it all joy. Hallelujah. Count it all joy because some people leaving you as a favor because because of this one scripture. Watch this, because it is possible to be with us, but not of us. I want you to understand there are people that are with us in church. There are people that aren't even here today, but they're with us, but they're not of us. There are people that watch online. They are with us, but they are not of us. That's why they can turn on you so quick. Oh, hallelujah. Have you ever just been shocked by some people, how they love you today? It has baffled me over the last two, three years. All many people have come through this door. They come for a while, and then they just, I'm gone. Because they were with us, but not of us. Oh, hallelujah. I said they were with us, but not of us. Some of our family are with us, but they're not of us. Some of your friends are with you, but not of us. That's why as long as you're not doing what they enjoy doing, they're not, they're not, they're not of you. They don't want to be with you. Or are you hearing? But as long as you move from, from what you believe to be right and you to be just right and you're hanging out with them, they're good. But don't you bring up any of this other stuff that might hold them accountable. Don't, don't try to introduce. Bring them to church, but don't bring them to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Eventually, if you're, not really, if, if you're not really of us, you'll give up on being with us. Because people who, who, who were doing that, they had a hidden agenda. And all the while, as soon as I don't do what they want me to do, 
Now they're leaving. Haven't you noticed that about your life? The people that have walked out on you, as soon as you don't do what they want you to do, they're out. See, I want you to understand something, though. People don't leave. You're not leaving because I didn't do it. You're leaving because you were not of us. That's what Paul said. When people try to walk out on you, when people walk out on our churches, when we stand for righteousness, when we stand for godliness, it's because they were not of us. They were with us, but not of us. Had they been of us, no doubt you would have continued. That's why I don't have time for fickle people and fickle feelings. What you feel and what you believe changes with the wind. Get mad, go. That's beyond. I don't have time for that. Amen. I need to be around people who know what they know and believe what they believe, who aren't just with us, but of us. The only way the church of Jesus Christ is going to make a radical difference in the hour that we are in is if we will become a people that are of us and not just be with us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We got to be a people that are of us and not just with us. So they brought the woman and threw her down at the feet of Jesus and said, the, and said, the law of Moses says that if anyone is caught in the act of adultery, they should be stoned. So for everybody online that'll send me some note or from TV that'll send me a note and like you do and you say, oh, but we're still under the law. Okay. If you believe that, then. If you believe that, then I've got a good something for you. Hallelujah. For everyone that believes and says, oh, we're still under the law, then that means that you asking for forgiveness is not enough. And therefore, I should pick up a rock and come here and let me start stoning you. See, there's a lot of clever people that like to be trolls online and send little emails and send letters and talk about how what we do isn't right. It's not godly. It's not this. It's not that. And then you say we're still under the law. Then, by, by, then according to that, then you should come to the church and let us stone you to death. Hallelujah. See, they said this to Jesus not because they were moved by the atrocious behavior of the woman. They, they, they were using the woman to tempt Jesus. They wanted to see if they could trip him up. See, there are some people that are just trying to trip you up. They're just trying to take you out. Even if you don't have anything to do with a situation or a problem, they'll try to trip you up and, and want to get you to be a part of the herd. So here's the woman. She's laying naked on the ground. Her clothes are ripped and shredded apart, and she's laying there on the ground humiliated and disgraced because she knows that any moment rocks are going to start flying at her head as such were the times that they were living in because the customs of the time allowed for people to be stoned. Imagine you being stoned. Imagine that everything that you do wrong, we, we just bring you together, take you out in the middle of the parking lot and start rocking you. Your flesh breaking open, blood running down your face and your skull. They continue to throw rocks, beating the flesh, 
causing an individual to bleed, watch this, they would, they would stone them until their body was no longer visible and they were heaped in a pile of rocks. That kind of stoning. So are we still under the uh, uh, Old Testament now? See, see so-called Christians are so cute. See, they want to try to trip up a preacher and don't, don't preach about this, bless God, because they don't want you preaching about this or that because it starts making them uncomfortable. It gets up in their business. Hallelujah. And so if by that rights, then get me some rocks. Hallelujah. You know, it's not just adultery that, that, that is sin. It's not just it's not just the rocks even that these people are throwing that I want to look at. I, I, can you understand for a moment that rumors can be rocks too? Mm-hmm. Rumors are rocks too. Did you hear what I, did you want to know what I heard? You're a rock thrower. Do you know what I heard about Pastor Adam? You're a rock. You're you. You're an assassin. You're not my brother. You're not my sister. You're an assassin. Hallelujah! You don't love your brothers and sisters. You're a, an assassin. You're a rock thrower. You you are like the ones that wanted to stone the woman caught in adultery. Amen. Did, did you want to know what I heard about my neighbor? Hallelujah. Rumors are rocks. Because they're rocks because if enough people throw them, if enough people throw a rumor around, after a while you can't see that person anymore. All you can see is what that you heard about that person. Haven't you ever think about some of the things you've heard, some of the conversations you've been in? You, your, your opinion starts changing about someone based on rumors that you allow your ears to hear and the things you allow yourself to receive. You no longer see them like you used to see them. Now you only see them based on what you heard. So every time you spread a rumor, you have joined the herd. Oh, my God, it got quiet up in here. See, this is different today, isn't it? See, this ain't the normal message the pastor would bring, hallelujah, but it must be for a purpose. So every time you and I throw a rumor around, you have joined the herd. You are like, the, 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 you are like this group that is wanting to stone the woman. Mm-hmm. That's why when I talked the other week about our brother who got himself in some trouble and is sitting in jail right now, amen, and I, and I made our public statement of how we were going to stand on it and we were going to stand with and love him and demonstrate the love and the grace of God, amen. Yes, because we're not going to be rock throwers. I'm not going to be someone that joins the herd. Another way we join the herd is every time you retweet it, repost it, retext it, you join the herd. Uh-huh, because some of you are more clever. You, you won't say it. You'll send it in, a, in an instant message. Oh, we'll just, we'll just kind of put it out there on Facebook. Hallelujah. We join the herd. Ooh, not knowing if it's true or not. 
that's why I said we got to be aware of even the news we listen to because they'll put stuff out, and before you know it, we've joined the herd by sharing it. Oh, God. All right, I'll move on. I, I, I realize you all don't like the fact that I called your, your, your rumor stirring rock throwing. We got to bring it to where we are today. Hallelujah. My God, we don't have much of a problem with rumors in that here because we just don't tolerate it. Nonsense. Kind of a zero tolerance kind of person when it comes to stupid stuff like that. But in, in our private life, we might be. In our Facebook Messenger, we might be. When you go to lunch today, you might be. And so these people brought her to Jesus. They brought her to Jesus because the law condemned her to be stoned. The law condemned her to be stoned. If Jesus would say no, then, then he hasn't respected the law. And we are still, uh, 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 and at this point in time, you've got to understand, in, in this point in time in the text, they are still under the law in the Gospels. Because they're yet not under grace in the text because the testator has not died yet. So until the testator has died, we cannot have a new covenant. So this is why they were testing Jesus. So the enemy is trying to trap God using God, using God against his own self. It's not a new trick. It's an old trick, going back to the Garden of Eden when Satan gets Eve to partake of the apple and then gave it to Adam. Now, see, all that happened, and the enemy did it because he said to try to bring God to a place because now what God hates and what God loves is fused together. Because if God saves what he loves, then, he'll, then, then what he hates, if he saves what he loves, he'll save what he hates. And if he hates what he hated, then he will hate what he loves. See, salvation is always God's dilemma. If Jesus would have said that Moses was wrong, they would say, we got you. And if he agrees with Moses, then the woman is dead. That's what it is to be a leader. Make hard decisions. So when they brought her to Jesus, they said, what do you say? What's awesome about Jesus is Jesus didn't say anything. If he had said anything. He, 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 but he didn't say anything. Instead, he just stooped down and started writing in the dirt. And when I read that, I thought, that's exactly what God the Father did in creation. He stooped down and began to play in the dirt. Hallelujah. Stooped down and started playing in the dirt. See, the power of the text is not in the words of the text. It's in the silence of the master. The power of the text is not in the words of the text. It's in the silence of the master. Him being silent was his refusal to play their game. Because sometimes it takes courage to be different. Do you hear me? Sometimes it takes courage to be different. 
It is his ability to be an individual and not succumb to the request of the herd. God wants you and I to be individuals that don't succumb to the pressure of being a part of the herd, of moving with the crowd. It's the silence of Jesus that screams the loudest to me. The silence of Jesus that screams the loudest to me. See, sometimes the best thing you can say to an enemy is nothing at all. I'm going to say that again for somebody. Sometimes the, the best thing you can say to an enemy is nothing at all. God, have I had to learn that the hard way? Because, Amy, I'm one of those that I like. I'm going to, mm, I'm going to let you have it. Hallelujah. When I'm done with you, you won't be able to sit down for a week. I'll fire you up. But over the years, God has mellowed me and silenced me. There are times I'm silent. Somebody said to me just yesterday, they, they were wanting to get a response. They said, talk to me. Talk. I said, I will not. I will not. Got nothing to say to the matter. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I said, you is what you is, and you's never going to change. So why is, why is Amaya going to ever say anything more about the situation? You is what you is. So I'm going to keep my peace and maintain my silence as in the text. The most powerful thing that he does is maintaining his silence. I, I'm going to wrap this up. Listen to me. It's his silence speaks to me. It's the silence of Jesus that speaks to me. But what blows my mind is his stooping down. His silence is powerful, but his stooping down is even more powerful because I need a God that can stoop. I need a God that can stoop down. He stooped down to something that couldn't come up to him. He's a God that stoops, that when I can't get to him, he'll come down and he'll stoop down to where I am. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that I serve a God, that you serve a God that isn't afraid to get his hands dirty. My God, my God. I said that when we serve a God that in the middle of the text, I don't have the time to go into it, but it was not, it was not okay that Jesus would kneel down to her. It was not proper that he would kneel down to her level. He never should have done it. So not only does he, does he, does he maintain his silence, but he stoops down and then he plays in the dirt. We serve a God that's not afraid to get dirty. Hallelujah. He'll get his hands dirty to get us out of a mess. Oh, how did anybody else ever made a mess of your life? And then you needed more help than what you had all by yourself. And that when you call upon the name of the Lord, amen, it, God is not afraid to get his hands dirty to come in to get you out of whatever you got yourself in the midst of. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus, surrounded by all the self-righteous people, and there Jesus is with his hands in the dirt. I, that, that, you need to understand that's how you get saved. He'll stoop down for you. He has stooped down from eternity and come into time to get you. 
Stooping down is the gospel story. That's why I said we need to come back to the gospel message. Stooping down is the gospel story. That's why everyone who's ever been in adultery or ever been in sin or ever been high or ever been in trouble of any kind or ever been lewd in any way or ever done something indecent, you should be shouting right here because we serve a God that stoops. Oh, hallelujah. He stooped down. When I was in trouble, he stooped down. When, when people were attacking me, he stooped down. When I was lost, he stooped down. That's why I praise him. That's why I serve him, because I serve a God that stoops. And I'm glad I serve a God that stoops, because I could never live right. I could never pray long enough. I could never be good enough. And God said, that's all right. I'll just stoop down for you. And so in this moment of the text, Jesus preached, with, without even speaking a word, Jesus preached. Some of y'all wish I'd do that sometimes too. Some of you are saying, okay, preacher, come on, without a word, preach. Without a word, watch as he rebukes Satan. Let me, let me just pause for a moment. Those of you that think, oh, come on, come on. See, that's what I mean. You know church, but you don't know Jesus. I'm just going to call you right out. You know church, but you don't know Jesus. Without a word, Jesus stopped the enemy. In his silence, Jesus refused to join the herd. So Jesus said, Go ahead. Those without fault, those without sin, throw the first stone. Throw the first stone. They brought the woman to Jesus. They had condemned her without a trial, but they brought the condemned woman to Jesus to whom there is therefore no condemnation, the Bible says. What? Look at that. They brought condemnation to no condemnation. The Bible says he did not come to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. They came to condemn, to steal, to destroy. But when Jesus stood up and said, he was without fault, he was without sin, cast the first stone. He didn't wait for a response. The Bible says that Jesus stooped again. Jesus stooped again, and that's important for you and I. He stooped again, and he began to write in the dirt again. And I've heard a lot of preachers try to preach what he was. We don't know what he was writing in the dirt. That's not the important part of the story. And we like to focus on what he's writing in the dirt because that absolves us of the need to deal with our sin issue. Jesus immediately kneels down and begins writing in the dirt again. And while he's writing in the dirt, they're convicted because he made them stop and think. He made them stop and think. They made him stop and think. Those without sin cast the first stone. He made them think for a moment. See, the difference between intelligence and ignorance is thinking. The difference between intelligence and ignorance or lack of knowledge is thinking. 
That's why some of us put our foot in our mouth because you open your mouth before you think. Mm -hmm. Anybody else, you let your mouth get you in trouble? If you would just be silent and think, watch this, that is the difference between ignorance and intelligence. You didn't think. Jesus says, he that's without sin cast the first stone. And what's interesting is the Bible says, before the Bible says they started leaving the oldest first. The oldest first because older people have been through enough that they remember what it is to make a stupid decision. See, those of us that are older, you know what it is to make a mistake of things, to screw up. You, you, you know what it is to make a mess of things. You've got a lot more to remember than those that are younger. But so often as church people, we tend to forget. We tend to forget that the same mercy that you needed, the same grace that you needed, others need it too. Listen to me. That's why I said earlier we have to be careful that we don't become a mob. Don't forget that the same mercy that you need, others need it too. That's why the Bible said that the older people, the older people dropped their rocks and left first. Because they had a lot more to remember than those that were younger. You and I cannot get caught up in a mob and forget he said, if you're without sin, cast the first stone. He left them to think for themselves. The Bible says that they were convicted. That's a word right in itself that has left the body of Christ. Conviction. We used to pray for the altar, at the altar for conviction to fall. That's why I said the other day at church, I said the, 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 the altar's too dry. When conviction used to fall, revival would begin. But now today we think revival is having a big name preacher and having a large crowd. But see, that's not revival. Revival doesn't begin until there's conviction. What's conviction? Conviction brings transformation. In other words, until you get sick of yourself. Until you and I get sick of ourselves. So the crowd says this. When Jesus said, if you're without sin, cast the first stone, and he stooped back down. All the crowd could think is, I think I'm wrong. Because stoning her is stoning me. I think I'm wrong. Listen to me, stoning her is stoning me. So they had a decision to make. The decision every one of them had to make is she might get stoned, but it won't be with my rock. So that's why the Bible says suddenly the rocks begin to drop from the oldest to the youngest. It won't be with my rock. I'm going to stop right there. there. There's more to the story, but I, I'm just going to fast forward to the fact One by one they left, and the Bible says that 
said to the woman, where are your accusers? They're not here. Jesus said, yeah. Neither will I accuse you. Jesus needed her to be delivered from her past, but she could only be delivered when she recognized it for herself that there were no longer any more accusers. See, sometimes our deliverance, we're only obtained and step into our deliverance when we recognize that we're no longer in what we used to be in. That you're no longer who you used to be. Jesus said, yep, that they're gone. And neither will I accuse you either. And then he says, go and don't do it again. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Church, the same grace that we need, we need to give other people. I brought this word today because God wants you and I to make sure that we're a people who drop the rock. That we're a people that we're going to love. And the example of Jesus, that means we don't tell him the truth. That, that, that doesn't mean that we don't tell him the truth. We tell them the truth, but we love them. Sometimes I'll love you enough to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Right? Sometimes you correct your child because you love them enough to tell them what, what they did wrong so they don't repeat the behavior again. Jesus said to her, now go and don't do it again. Don't, don't, don't sin no more. But he could not release her until he could help her to see that her accusers were gone or that she had been delivered. And he needed her to utter it herself that they were gone. Why? Because what she had just been through was traumatic. Some of you have been through traumatic things. Things that you've suffered from from the past and the reason God needs you to acknowledge what you've been through so that you can acknowledge that you've been delivered and that you'll move on and you won't repeat it again. Church, would you drop your rock? Drop your rock. As we go about the world that we live in and as we are in one of the heated years of election and all the ugliness we see in our nation, drop the rock. Don't join the herd. When a brother or sister among you falls, drop the rock. Drop the rumor. And love them. You stand to your feet if you're able to. Drop the rock. Thank you, Lord. Drop the rock. As we close, I just want to pray over you. That you and I, will be true ambassadors for Christ. 
And as we close, if there's a need for repentance in this place, do it. If you know church but you don't know Jesus, fix it right now. See, Pastor, I come to church, but I don't know Jesus like you mean. Don't stay where you are. Come here. Then for the rest of us, I just want you to drop your rock join the herd. I want to pray for you. As I pray for you and I, I'll pray over your tithe and your offering that you haven't given it yet. You can give it on your way out and drop it off up here. Pray that God would bless you and increase to your life. Heavenly Father, we just bless you. honor you. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word that brings correction. We thank you for your word that opens our eyes to that there's more of you. God, I pray today that you would help us to be a people that we don't just come to church, but though we, that, Lord, we would know Jesus. Lord, we, Lord, we won't be a people that, that warm a chair, but we'll know Jesus. And that God will be a people that we can drop our rock before we leave this place today. That God, before we make an assumption, before I but tell a, a rumor about something, before I, I tell the most recent news I've heard, before I share it, text it, whatever, that God, I'll drop my rock. Lord, we won't join the herd. Help us, God, to be people that operate with grace mercy but Lord that will also be a people that will operate in boldness and love boldness to tell the truth boldness to correct or love them when we need to but never to forget grace the same grace that I needed everyone around me so, Father, just I thank you for helping us to be better examples of you. <laughs> Help me, God, that instead of saying something, I'll be silent, stoop down, and help someone to get back up again that's fallen. Now, Father, I pray that you would help us through this week and strengthen our church. And God, I pray even as our clothing banks opened on Tuesday that God, we're going we're gonna to drop our rock. <laughs> and God, we're going we're gonna to stoop down. And we're going to be examples of you. And our family, help us to maintain silence to stoop when we need to stoop. In our church, help us to do it. Now, God, I pray, let this word speak to our hearts even after we leave here today. Bring it back to our memory. We can be true ambassadors of you.
Father, as we leave this place, I pray to God that you'll move throughout Norma's Closet, that God, you'll move throughout our midweek worship Tuesday night. God, continue to teach these hungry people on your kingdom. God, I pray that today as we give our tithes and our offerings on the way out, that God, you would bless it, that you would multiply it, that you would increase it. God, I pray that it would multiply in this place to accomplish and to meet every need that we may have. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless your people. I pray blessings upon them in a beautiful week. I pray, God, your favor go before them in every aspect of their life. And I give you the glory. And I give you the praise. And I give you the honor. In Jesus, your mighty name. Amen. Now somebody say, drop the rock.